0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, folks. I am Earl Harrison from Hims Incorporated here to talk primarily about the Braille Sense products, which is arguably considered the most powerful note taker on the market right now. Those of you joining us, I am so excited to be at, at a live ACB convention after two years. Let's give her a little round of applause. <laughs> Let's, oh, wait a minute, that gave me a great clue of how many people were here. There's actually more people in the room than I knew. For those of you joining me virtually, welcome. Let's go get ahead and get started. Uh, I am going to actually talk a little about HIMS being more or less a, a hymns braille first company. The first thing I'm going to talk about, however, is a device called the Cube Braille. Just real quickly, uh, it's a 40 cell braille display, and the reason I'm bringing it up because there obviously is a difference between braille displays and full functioning note takers. The Cube Braille is a full functioning note taker that has. You know, it's actually called the q XL. XL stands for 40, the number of Braille cells that they are. And it can connect up to seven devices to it simultaneously, six Bluetooth and one USB connection. And uh, what's significant about that, of course, is that you can connect everything and just have one keystroke that you need to do to cycle between all your connected devices, which is really kind of cool. I've never done seven, but I've certainly done three or four. It can also serve as a standalone book reader because it does support the DAISY book format. And it also has support as a, uh, a PDF reader as well. So it, it will support text-based PDF documents as well. The beautiful thing about the QBrail XL is that it gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you a Perkins-style Braille keyboard, along with all the extended QWERTY keys you would expect to have on a regular computer. So a lot of folks uh, who I do presentations to can ar- already tell me where all the keys are on the Braille display on this Braille device without ever laying hands on it because they're in the same place as they would be on a laptop keyboard. Your escape key, your function keys across the top, your six-pack, your inverted T, which is the arrows, and then, of course, control FN windows, alt, space, the right alt key, the right windows key, which is our context menu and a control key. Now we have lots of braille transcriptionists and proofreaders using the Q braille because it's also an ergonomic consideration as when you're using the Q braille, you really don't ever need to take your hands off the device itself because you can go back and forth. You don't need to go back and forth between the braille display and the keyboard to type Uh, because it's all in one place. You just type and look at the Braille right there. You want to type in contracted Braille. Uh, All the translation happens on the Braille device itself, and it can, you know, basically, if if you're doing an email, you're drafting an email in Outlook, for example, you can type it in contracted Braille, and of course, the recipient only receives it as just a regular text email message. So, pretty cool device. In fact, one of my Competitors walked up to the booth. One of our friendly competitors looked at it and just said, "Earl, <laughs> what took somebody so long to do this? Because it's kind of like you look at it and it's like light bulb. Why didn't this get done before?" So the reason I'm mentioning that is that there, there is a special on the cube braille as well, and you know, of course, because it's a braille display, strictly a braille display. So there's no Wi-Fi connectivity. And Nothing like that. It's just a really good value for the money. The regular, the retail cost is $31.95, but we're doing better. Uh, So reach out to me uh, at my email address, which I will uh, give out later on in the presentation. Moving on to the BrailleSense 6 and the BrailleSense 6 Mini. So the BrailleSense 6 was released about a year and a half ago or so. It was announced, I should say. Uh, I'm going to step back a little bit, and for some of you who may not know my my story, I was with Hims previously uh, as a regional manager, and I left to become a, a, a rehab tech instructor, and, and so there was a time bet- between the jobs that I didn't have any insurance coverage. But don't you know that would be the time that I would contract COVID-19 and land up in the hospital for ten weeks, three of those on a vent. <laughs> with less than the fifty percent chance of survivor. So, so when when you hear me say I am so happy to be here, just believe it, right? I am so happy to be here because I've come back a long ways. But when I was recovering after getting out of the hospital, I was, went in in November, got out in January, and they introduced the Braille Sense Six in March, and they they gave an upgrade path at the time for the from your Polaris to the Braille Sense Six, and. I just sat there not, not knowing if I was going to be able to go back to work or not. And I said, wow, I'd, I'd, I'd have to be a fool not to do this because it was really one of those things that you just knew would never come again. And it hasn't come back again. You know, it's that, that ship has sailed. So I, I jumped on board right away, sent my unit in, got it upgraded. And even before I came back to work for him's, I had my BrailleSense 6.0, my own personal unit, which I have right in front of me in my hot little hands, and just loving it. I mean, it is the funnest note taker, and I've used them all uh, that I've ever used before, and it just seems to be getting better all the time. So this year, we've announced the BrailleSense 6 Mini, and I had about three months before its release to play with it and kind of make it my own, because I you really tried to put it to its paces and try to make it, you know, us guys in the field, we try to make things break. I couldn't break it. It just worked. There were some problems with with people being able to out-type their braille sense Polaris previously. You would be really, really hard pressed to do that now. You can type as fast as you want and it just it just works. Now I'm gonna go ahead and turn uh, up my volume so the microphone can Pick it up. I also have a, a speaker here. Maybe I'll turn on the speaker. I just picked up recently because I've I've been kind of a Bose snob, you know, with speakers and stuff. But they always tend to break on me. So I figure, if I'm just going to break the expensive stuff, I'm going to get a cheaper one. So I picked up this JBL Clip for 49 bucks from Amazon. And the reason it's got a, it, it's it's called the Clip. I suspect there we hear. I'm already connected to my Braille Sense. Is that uh, um, there is a clip. On it. What's the technical word for it? But I can I can clip it to my Braille Sense and have everything on the go that I want. Having to do my Braille Sense. Usually it's just music and stuff. Because when I'm just using it as a a note taker, uh, obviously I don't use it because uh, there there's you know it's Bluetooth, so there's a little bit of a delay. Main volume 14. So I'm going to go ahead and turn up the volume a little bit so the folks in the room can hear it actually. Voice volume six. And now I'm, I'm. Voice volume 7. You guys able to hear it way over there? Can they hear it on the microphone? Can you guys hear it on the microphone? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm I'm in the main menu. And what's really funny about the BrailleSense products, I've owned them since 2005 when I was a dealer for GW Micro, and they were carrying the HIMSS products. And the first thing I did when I got it was I plugged in a keyboard because I knew there was an LCD display on it, and I wanted to see how it could be used as a – a face-to-face deaf-blind communications device. So I was so thrilled when I plugged in a plain old USB keyboard and it just worked right out of the box. But that's not the funny thing. The funny thing is that it was based on Windows CE previously and is now based on Android, in this case, Android version 10. And we'll be jumping to a, a, another Android version down the road because they quite deliberately set up the hardware in such a way that you can. We'll be able to do that, but it has a real Windows feel to it because we've carried over all the command structure from the previous BrailleSense models by design. So we've got, and it's funny. I tell people all the time, we've got an Android device that has apps developed by HIMS that are very much Braille first applications. And you can connect it to your iPhone and move back and forth between them as you want. So you can move back and forth between your mainstream third-party applications like Netflix and that kind of stuff, your Notepad, your calculator, your graphing calculator developed by Hims, and of course all the all the googly stuff as well, the stuff that comes on it as a certified Google device. But let's start out with the Braille first. Final manager. Yes. So again it feels a lot like windows because remember when you press uh, the windows key it always got you into the menu system in previous version well that's what it does here It all pressing f1 on the braille sense 6 is always going to bring you to the main menu and as i navigate down through the main menu using the spacebar, i hear word processor the first part of this might be a little clipped Uh, i hear that my, my speaker is vibrating in the stand, so I'm going to move it over just a little bit here. But we also see that we've got W in parentheses, which makes it, that's a hot key to launch the word processor from within the main menu. And I'm just going to go ahead and down arrow through here. And when I say down arrow, I, I could press space or backspace to move back and forth. But I like to use some of the old legacy uh, keystrokes that have followed us on all of these products throughout the years. So... I call it down arrow, but it's really space with dot four on the Braille keyboard. Notepad N. It said Notepad. Email E. Media M. Books K. Organizer O. Web tools B. Web tools Extras, X. Programs R. Utilities U. Settings S. So this is all in the main menu. H Help. Fabulous help system. Play Store P. The Play Store where uh, we can go and. Download apps like I said, Netflix. Um, I've got Pandora, iHeartRadio. Apps A. All apps is where all those third-party apps live. Information about the Braille Sense. I. And there's information about the Braille Sense. So here I am down at the uh, bottom of the device here, the bottom of the main menu. And let's say I want to I want to go Notepad. I just press N, and I'm already and the at the top of the documents in Notepad. And if I start typing, I'll just go ahead and start typing. Uh, let me see what grade of braille I'm in. I'm going to space G to cycle between my grades of braille. Computer braille. I wasn't contracted braille. Contracted braille. Contracted braille. So I'm going to be in contracted braille. In this case, you, you do have the choice of using US braille, but I, I've gone into the UEB braille kind of kicking and screaming as an old timer, you know? Uh, but I'm getting it. So let's see. I'll just go ahead and start typing a little bit. Uh, this is a, a. Demonstration, demonstration of how a. it how is a. really a. hard a. to out type to this machine. Yes. Oops, expect except when you make mistakes. Apostrophe. All right. Machine period. Ah gosh, it's so hard being human sometimes, isn't it? So I just typed all of that stuff into the notepad. And as you can hear, as you can it's hear, it is keeping, it is, keeps, keeping, keeps X, X, keeping up keep, with me up, fine. Me, me. fine period. Okay. So I was in the presentation a while back. Uh, I was invited to uh, demonstrate it was actually just a product demo for a consumer. Um, one of the state agencies in the state I was visiting asked me to come and do a presentation to this uh, couple of consumers, as it turned out. And whenever I did something, he would say, and I thought it was really kind of rude, I can do that on my phone. It's was like, um, so, he, <laughs> yeah. And, and the presentation went out, well, I can do that on my phone. And I just turned and I said, yeah, really, no, you can't. He goes, what do you mean? I, no you can't. You can I you want to go head to head with me on your phone. Let's do it right here and now because when somebody says launch the word processor, I am doing this. Name, word processor. I'm in. document. Somebody says launch the web browser. me, web browser. I'm in. starting web browser. Somebody says final, con- final conduct manager. a Google search. Test me, Google search. I'm there. Search term: box. And then when I want to cycle between all of those applications, Task name, file manager, Task name, notepad. I'm able to do it with just a keystroke. I'm sorry, but first of all, if you were to go head to head with me on the phone, it's not that the phone and a braille display is a bad solution, but it is not going to improve your, your workflow in comparison to a note taker. He would have still been flicking around on the phone or asking his, his Siri. Of course it was an iPhone in his case, um to to do something and how realistic is that in a in a a classroom or a meeting situation? It isn't. It just isn't. So if somebody says I can do that on my phone, well sure you can if you got two or three minutes to to get where you want to go and launch the app and things like that. Yes, absolutely you can. And you might even get really fast and efficient at it. But first of all, don't invite me to try to and try to derail my presentation in front of consumers. Secondly Put your money where your mouth is and let's go. He declined. <laughs> so let's talk about the new Braille Sense 6 feature. So this the, we just came out a few weeks ago with a, a new firmware release version 1.7 space V. Uh, gets me into my, my version number from the main menu, actually. Thanks. So I'm, I'm gonna actually go back to my main One menu. BrailleSense 6SW, 1.7, build 20 million. And I'm, I'm actually using a test version on this on my personal unit here. So there are lots of new features that a lot of you had access to. Final Manager. F. When you downloaded the um, the BrailleSense 6 firmware update, if you have a BrailleSense 6. And I'll just go ahead and show you some of those. Processor, w. I go back to the top of my menu, Manager, and then probably in my book, oh, you know what I need to do? I need to connect to my hotspot. Again, a keystroke, F3I gets me. Wireless LAN two, two list item into my setup internet. Access point, no Omaha. encryption, WPA two Earl's phone, encryption, WPA two, WPA three, sensitivity. Excellent. Connected three eight list. All right, so I am connected to my phone, Earl's phone. So let's go back to the main menu, F1. File manager, F. And I'm gonna go press enter here to go into the file manager. And I've got uh, I was already in here. I've got OneDrive. Dropbox. Five, five, Dropbox. Five, five, Dropbox. Five. I'm going to go to jump to the top. Space one, two, three. Flash disk 1. Five, and at the very top here, I've got the flash disk, which is the 128 gig of onboard storage. SD 2. Five, five, uh, by the way, speaking of specifications, the BrailleSense 6 and the 6 mini boast a 8-core processor. So it's an octa-core processor, and it has 6 gig of RAM, which is double the RAM that the Polaris and our closest competitor currently has. So it's fast. Google Drive, read my 5, 5. So we've improved Google Drive support. I'll go in here and hopefully I have a fast enough connection to make make it work. Enter, come on. Hmm. Final manager, i I'm, I'm going to close all apps and close all apps. take another run at it here. Final manager, F. Flash disk, one, five, list. Google Drive, three, five, list item. Okay, press enter on Google Drive. I think I'm, my, my connection might not be great. With my hotspot, it was working actually previously. Let me get back in here. Of course, always in front of a, a, an audience does the thing decide not to work. I can tell you it always works otherwise. So, oh yeah, it's connected. Final manager, F. Final manager, F. Flash disk, one, five, one, drive, four, five, list item. WebView, 21, 28%. Third, 80%. Button cancel trying to sign. WebView Okay. So I'm actually being brought into a web view. I was on Dropbox earlier in OneDrive 100%. and Google. Um, but now it's asking me to sign in again, probably the because be the site can't be reached. Okay. So my 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 Dropbox my OneDrive four five list. My, my, my hotspot is failing me, folks. Figures, right? In my room, it was working perfect. And here before the presentation was working fine Final as well. Manager. But I, I won't lament that. What I'm going to do is go back in and Final just manager. talk about... Just really, when you've got a nice, fast connection, it's hard to tell the difference between getting into your, your your Flash disk and your, your OneDrive, Google Drive, Dropbox. You know, it's just very fast. I have a very fast connection in my home. It's lovely uh, when you've got a connection. So if you're out and about... And say somebody asks you for a specific piece of documentation, something that you forgot, a number that you know that you've got at home in your OneDrive. You know, Google Drive gives you 15 gig of storage free, right? Just for signing up for a, a, a Google account and getting a Gmail account. When you've got Office 365, you've got a full terabyte of space. So it's so nice to know that you've got access to all kinds of content, whether it be video, MP3s, uh, audio files. Maybe you forgot a credit card number that you need to be reminded of. And you you can connect over a secure secure connection, access the information, and then without actually having to have it on your device, which would have been better to begin with. But, you know, stuff happens when we forget stuff. And internet connections sometimes don't work either. So as we saw here. but. I can tell you that it's greatly enhanced my workflow. One example is my ability to record a a video. I have a little video capture card. Um, So I record these tutorial videos and I have the screen being recorded at the same time on my capture card. And I can take the little SD uh, micro card out, slip it into an adapter, slip that into my Braille Sense 6, upload it to my Google Drive, Account or my OneDrive, whatever Dropbox, to a shared folder where my one of my coworkers might take a look at it, um, need to access it for editing, you know, doing making it pretty, <laughs> prettier, that kind of thing. And that kind of thing used to be really an arduous process before I got the Braille sense Six. So it's really enhanced my workflow. I'll talk about the the. Um, Folder 146 list item. Let's go back up to the drives here. Flash disk one five list item. So I've got flash disk, SD two five list my SD card. I'm not sure how big you've uh, you need to go. I know somebody said that they did a 128 gig SD card, and they're, they've got bigger and bigger. And because it's USB C, which is a very robust protocol, it it actually supports all kinds of peripherals. So the video capture card I was talking about, I've got a a webcam from from Logitech. I've got a cheap mixer. It's uh, called the Rockville uh, Rock Mix 4 Pro, uh, Pro 4, not the 5. I don't recommend people get the 5 because I made that mistake and it wasn't as easy to use. So the 4, and it's just plug and play. It just works. I can loop it back, uh, the the audio, and record right off the Sense 6 itself. (laughs) so that's really cool google drive um so we saw google drive it's got new support for shared content so when somebody shares something with you you've got three things in google drive you've got my drive which contains all the things that i upload to it you've got shared content the stuff that people have shared with me and there's also a shared drives option so if you're on an enterprise Google site, like a company that runs on Google Suite, the administrator can actually share folders between employees. Google Drive, 3, 5, list, item. OneDrive, 4, 5, list, item. OneDrive has the shared contents folder and the My Drive option. Dropbox, 5, 5, list, item. And Dropbox just puts you into your Dropbox. It does not have the shared items folder yet. I don't know if that's coming Find down the road. F. So I'm gonna go back here. File manager, word processor, w. go back down through some of the other features that we've so added. That we've got email uh, email. We have uh, another huge feature of the latest version of 1.7 is the new support for OAuth. Now. It used to be a little tricky to to have to set up an app-specific password. Back at the end of May of this year, Google did away with less secure devices, support for less secure devices. Remember, there was a little checkbox you could check and say, yeah, I'm using a less secure device, in their opinion. And and then you could set up an app-specific password. Well, they did away with less specific devices, but they still do have app-specific passwords. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm getting now I'm getting uh, things in my headphones here announcements from Facebook <laughs> in my hearing aids. So anyways, now with OAuth, if you, you, you turn on two factor authentication, so here's what you do. You go to account.google.com, sign into your Google account, uh, same uh, account that you set up your Gmail at, and you go and you turn on this two factor authentication. And now, When you go to set up an account in your email, a Google account, it will say, log on with Google, and you say yes, and it'll send your phone a notification that says, somebody's trying, this device is trying to log on to Google. Is this okay? Yes or no. And you just click on the yes, and basically you're off to the races. So app-specific password is still a thing. You can do it, but I don't know. Thinking back on it, I don't know why I would anymore. Now that Oauth is supported, speaking of Oauth, the we are using the new API version two for Bookshare. If I go down to media um, Bookshare books, K. which is in in books under books, and I go to log on, it's going to use the same type of system, the same type of Oauth system. It just works a little differently, but it's just as easy. To, to you, so we have our own book share downloader. Hims developed our own book share downloader, and uh, like I said, we're using the, the 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 latest API application program interface, and it's just so nice to just do a conduct a search and say yes, I want to download this book and have it download, extracted, and then open it into the Hims Daisy book reader, where you can choose to either read with you know text speech or braille and and actually now now there's support for audio books as well with bookshare which is really cool now they've got audio books, so that that's bookshare organizer oh okay organizer everything kind of if you've got the, the the google stuff selected for your address book and your your calendar appointments on your iphone i can tell my iphone set up a calendar appointment with so-and-so at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. It just automatically synchronizes with my Google calendar and it's on my Braille Sense 6. Same thing with the the contact manager. I can put a contact in on my phone, they'll synchronize. So I'm on the phone with somebody on my iPhone with somebody and they ask me for someone's phone number. I don't have to, we all had that experience where we're flicking around and now the person, why are you looking up the number? Trying to hear voiceover, they're talking to you, right? <laughs> so, so while they're talking to you, you're trying to look up the phone number on voiceover. Instead of looking at the phone number up on voiceover, you can go to your your address book on the BrailleSense Sense Six, look it up, and it's just you know all the same information, of course. Web tools B. web tools. We've added uh, a couple of things. Of course, we've got our Google search feature that we had for a while, which allows you to conduct a text based. Google search text only Google search. And again, we have all of that experience where we're in a web browser and we've got scrolling advertising banners and marquees and all this, all the minutiae that makes looking up something a real drag. Well, with, with the, the Google search feature on the BrailleSense 6, you get the top 64 hits. Usually if you can't find it, it's the top 64 hits. Uh, You're probably not going to find it, (laughs) but, but, um, or I mean, you maybe have to rephrase your, your search, but we've got that. We've got the wiki search. We've got extras and in extras. Yeah. We've got things like the Excel Viewer. Again, you get an Excel spreadsheet. You can bring it up in your on your Braille Sense 6. Sense Dictionary, D. And the Sense Dictionary, which comes free of charge, uh, used to be $180 charge for as a as an extra. It just automatically comes with the Braille Sense 6. Color now. Reader, C. now we've got the Color Reader. Color reader C. I'm going to bail out of this. X. Go down to the next menu. Programs are. And we've got an item here that's not on the Braille Sense 6 when you first get it. It only comes when you download and install a third party app that was developed for the Braille Sense 6. So in my case, I've got. MoMedia. MoMedia, which is a, a media, media auditing, audio editing, kind of a quick and dirty audio, audio editing program. MoTweet. Mo which is a MoTweet. Both of these, MoMedia, MoTweet, were developed by Natic uh, out in the, the, the Middle East for specifically for the Braille Sense 6. Uh, they, they also have the version for the Polaris as well of these apps. I'm going to down arrow one more time and I see. Sense Bible. B. I've got the Sense Bible. So the Sense Bible does not come automatically, It's but it is a free option that you can download and install, which I love because when I'm at church and the person giving the message makes reference to a specific passage, I can be there oftentimes faster than my sighted counterparts in the congregation, which is Fantastic. So I'm going to bail out of this. I'm just pressing in a uh, space E. Programs R. And back to the main menu programs folder selected here. Utilities U. We got utilities, which includes our calculator, lots of stuff in there we don't have time for. Uh, but the most things uh, of, of note is uh, we've got the calculator in Hims Math, which allows us to, if we're somehow involved in science and math, you know, the, the, the STEM disciplines, We can have a graphing calculator. So as we're in our word processor in the math edit mode, by the way, you can mix math and text in the same document, and you can do it with an algebraic equation. And if that equation renders a graph, you can press a keystroke and have it brought up into the HIPM's math editor where the graph will appear in color immediately. And you can continue on and do multiple graphs. You type in your equations and because it's in color, it's going to overlap a cycle between up to six different colors. So we can have up to six different overlapping graphs based on those algebraic equations. Settings, yes. Okay, so we've got settings, um, oh, help. I'm going to talk about a couple other things. I, I mentioned in the beginning here when I got my first Braille Sense back in 2005, how excited I was about being able to plug in a keyboard. And, and use it as a face-to-face communications device for people who are deafblind. Because I was, for a long time now, I've, I've always had folks who are maybe deafblind and uh, are maybe not, not verbal in my life. So it was just a, a real thrill for me to be able to, to read that and have them read it. But now, thanks to input from my deafblind community, uh, we have made it possible to connect a QWERTY keyboard it's always been possible to connect a QWERTY keyboard, and by the way, QWERTY support for the Braille Sense is phenomenal. <laughs> I actually have a keyboard that I Velcro to the top of my Braille Sense Six. It could be magnets too, but that's what I happen to have around. And I can take that device and turn on the LCD display, or have it connected to a smart TV or a monitor or something, a portable monitor. And when I'm typing on the the QWERTY keyboard, the person who's deaf blind is reading. In their preferred grade of Braille, what you're typing, and the Braille sense knows it. It's smart enough to know that it's on a QWERTY keyboard is being used. So it turns on something called computer input mode. So now say I'm the deafblind person and I want to respond. And, and so the person can see it sitting across from me on the on the little L C D display. You really don't even have to have a monitor, it's just you know just use the L C D display on the on the 32 cell model. So I can type in contracted braille. The braille sense detects that the braille keyboard is being used and switches it to the preferred grade of contracted braille. Yet the sighted person is just reading regular text. It's brilliant. I can sit there and have a conversation all day long with a person who's deaf, blind and nonverbal. If I want the only complaint that I got is that Earl you're typing too darn fast. And for that, we've got it so you, it will actually the text we can set it so it'll actually enter from the right side of the braille display and you can actually read it as it's going across your fingers. Um so, but I, I guess like I I have to still slow down on my typing, on my, you know, for for some folks. So but it's a phenomenal feature. The braille sense, as far as I'm I know, it's the only one that has it. The other feature that we've added, which is fabulous for Zoom meetings, Teams, Google Meets, whatever you happen to be using for your conferencing or meeting application, which we all have become so familiar with over the last couple of years. By the way, I was using Zoom as a sales tool for three years before COVID ever hit. <laughs> but we got the request and it was implemented almost immediately where there could be a, a keyboard that just would mute, a keyboard command that would just mute the microphone. And that command is F4 in combination with the letter M. So now, instead of having to press U to unmute when I'm in Zoom or M to mute, and then you see, you see know, meeting options or whatever else starts with M, I can just press F4, M. It says microphone muted. I know that everything I'm doing on my side can't be heard, but usually in a demonstration, I'll joke around and I'll, I'll not mute it and I'll say, you know, something incriminating about myself. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. So anyway, that is going to leave us with a very little, cause I heard we have very little wiggle room um, for, for questions. And I'm wondering if anybody has any question. I think I hit all the highlights. Oh, one-handed mode. For those of you who have got bit by the one-handed bug of course, we've, we've got support for one-handed mode for people who only have use of one hand. But there was a keystroke, and that's uh, F1, 2, 3, and F7, so everything on the left hand. So you can see how that would be so easy to accidentally perhaps press when you, you type in an L, and maybe you inadvertently hold down that fourth key. And now you're in one-handed mode, and <laughs> and you don't know what's happened because it didn't announce it. And not only now does it announce that you've turned on one-handed mode, but it asks you, are you sure you want to do this? Yes or no? And most of the time it's no, unless you're a one-handed user. So that, that, that's, that was a, a big addition. Okay, now I'm opening it up for questions. Nancy, you should have permission to talk now. Hi there. I have a couple uh, really quick things. Number one, does the word processor support BRL and BRF? And number two, is the only difference between the Braille Sense six and the Braille Sense Mini is the size of the Braille display or are there other feature differences? Yeah. So first, in answer to your first question, the answer is yes. Okay. In answer to your second question. Everything under the hood is identical. The only differences are the number of braille cells and the size of the device itself. Uh, much it's much smaller. So we don't do the thing where we just kind of block off 18 Braille cells. To make it an 18 cell Braille display or whatever. How many 16 <laughs> Braille cells? We actually uh, have a whole different smaller form factor, which folks love, including myself. I, I I tested it for a few months before that came on the market. And it's just like, doggone it. I wish I had this device, but I already have a 32. So <laughs> I might end up having both. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. My question is, I have both products. Why do things have to be sent back to Korea to be fixed? There's such a time lag there. Well, you know, you're talking to a sales guy first and I don't know if they always do. I don't think that they always do. Uh in fact, most of the time if it's a if if it's an RMA, um it, it shouldn't have to be sent to Korea now. If you're talking about the upgrade that took place we had such a demand that our our one and only technician in Korea would have jumped off of a bridge if she had to update the 100 plus units that we had coming in. So we had to enlist the services of our engineering staff in Korea to get that done. But for most RMAs, we have the parts in stock and we can turn those around. I don't know if you've had some unique situations, but really with with most of the RMAs that we we get, even with the stuff that we don't even sell anymore that have been discontinued, we're able to fix and turn around pretty quickly. Deb Trevino, go ahead. My question is, we're talking about the contact list and the features that go between your uh, other devices, your iPhone and your BS6. Can you send information from the BS6 to the other devices? Is it reverse order or just one way? Well, you know, what? what's really uh, presented out earlier is the answer is yes. And it's become a lot more streamlined because you can do it via Dropbox or Google Drive or OneDrive. So you want to use your contact list that is on your phone and you want it to sync to your BS6. It seems to me like you said, yes, you can do that. But can you put things in the BS6 and then have it go to your contact uh, list on your phone or your Outlook or whatever else? Yes, that is a two-way street. Oh, great. Thank you. You're welcome. So my name is Doreen Cornwell, and the short version of my question is, can you load this one of your devices with foreign Braille sets like Spanish or well, the person I know who does Norwegian passed away? But... Oh, sure. So, so the the question is that we have multilingual language support, essentially, right? So, you know, yes, the, the shorter answer is yes. Uh, we've got support for a lot of different languages with the Braille sense. Uh, in fact, there's actually, a, <clears throat> I wish I were multilingual, but you've, you do have the ability to, to switch your Braille tables with a keystroke. You can set it up so you can switch both. You can set up a macro so you can switch both your Braille table and your text-to-speech engine to the language that you want to switch to but if you want the interface to be in a particular language that's that is also possible for a lot of the languages but not all like a lot, a lot of the asian languages uh, we actually have to install the firmware specifically for that does that answer your question okay Lori Laurie- Hi, I have two questions. First of all, do you provide a lot of documentation it, so that a person can learn the many features of this device? Do we ever? Yes, we have a, a wonderful online help. And what I mean by online, it's, uh, it's on the device. Off the main menu, if you go to press F1 to, uh, to go to the main menu and press the letter H, it'll, it'll open up what is essentially our manual and Mm -hmm. it's very well laid out so if you want to look up a specific section you can navigate the different sections and subsections quite easily it comes with a braille quick start guide as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we are all always um trying to up our game in and doing short videos and posting them on online as well for people who want to do frequently asked questions types of of videos how to's Okay. And my second question is, how would I, since I'm on Zoom and I'm in California, how would I find a a local dealer that might be able to show me the device? Or is that possible? Oh, my gosh. We got uh, numerous dealers in California. What part of California are you from? The Bay Area, San Francisco area. I believe that would be uh, Sterling Adaptive. Oh, okay. Great. I'm familiar with them. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. PJ, go ahead. Yes, good morning, and thank you for taking my question. My question is, does this device have the speech part? Does it have multi-voices? I'm one of those guys that like to change voices every now and then. Does it have multiple voices? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, you heard mine is Tom. It's the uh, Mm -hmm. the Nuance Vocalizer Voices. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can download... You got a bunch of voices to choose from. Okay. And in fact, you if you have a favorite one, if you're an Android user already, and maybe you downloaded one a few years ago, that should still be in your library. And you can install that on here and use it as well. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank mm. you for taking my question. Of course, you're welcome. If you'd like to wrap up, Earl. All I want you to do is give me a call at area code 512 1925. Okay. That number is 512-914-1925. That comes directly to my cell phone number. It's my personal cell phone number. Well, it's not. The number is not my personal number. I'm based out of Minneapolis. That's a 612 area code, but... The, my Austin phone number is, um, once again, 512-914-1925. Or if you'd rather reach out to me by email, you can do that at Earl, with an E at the end, E-A-R-L-E at hymns-inc.com. Once again, Earl, with an E at the end, E-A-R-L-E at hymns com. Thanks, everybody.